Production support comes from Closets 2, providing organized and expanded closet and storage space for home, office, and garage using a variety of systems with no major renovations. Closets 2, owned and operated in Bloomington, 332-2233. Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, phone, and security services. Smithville. Local Pride Global Technology. Information at smithville.net. Mother Bear's Pizza of Bloomington, open daily and offering gourmet pizzas, hot submarine sandwiches, and salads with daily specials. Menu available online at motherbearspizza.com. 332-4495 for delivery. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Daniel Robison, Assistant News Director here at WFIU, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. Today we're discussing ways to cut expenses and live more frugally as the first of our three-part series on living in an economy that hasn't been the best of late. On the program today are Purdue Extension educators Barbara Bowman and Glenda DeFord. Thank you both for being on the program. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, even though you're from Purdue. (laughs) I have the IU degrees. I have an IU degree. And a red car, and IU play degree too. So, so. but we well, thank are you for being dedicated. To <laughs> dedicated. Before we get started, let me remind listeners they can join the program by phone at eight one two eight five five zero eight one one or one eight seven seven two eight five WFIU. Ask a question or make a comment. You can also send in a written question by going to our website at wfiu.org slash noon edition. You can also follow us on Twitter. One word at noon edition. So let's start talking about your connection to the economy. What exactly does uh, Purdue Extension do? Well, uh, our mission, uh, Purdue Extension, is the quick, the quick version is to bring the university resources that are research-based to the people in the community. And we major, uh, our major goal is to work with a community Uh, In my county, it's about 46,000 people, and then we also network across the state sharing resources, and we are tied in with the whole national uh, cooperative extension service. So there's some of us, there's someone like Barb and Glenda in every county we like to think. Uh, We also uh, do uh, informal education. We have people that call us. and ask all kinds of questions, and we hope that we'll get some calls today and and be able to at least uh, direct people in the right direction or give some answers. So we hope people do call in or send an email. So I've used your services over the years. I went through the Master Gardener program, and I know that that's something that um, your offices have been um, very involved with over the years and, and are a great online resource. I even had a groundhog under an outbuilding, and I called you guys, and you were able to help me with that. So those are two kind of different examples. What other kinds of calls do you get during the course of a day? Um, well, um, in Lawrence County, you know, because of the – economy that we're having and so many people that are laid off of work. Recent, Most recently, I have been working with some unemployed workers that uh, were in sessions invited by WorkOne and um, gave them an overview of what our services were in 4-H, Ag and Natural Resources, Consumer and Family Science, and uh, what opportunities there might be for some Uh, information as well as some education because a lot of times people are looking to uh, obviously they they wanted me to tell them oh yes I have a job but that's not what I could say to them but I have other things that could help for example a serve safe program that I teach and and uh, other people in the state teach people are taking that in order to be job ready for a food service career. And maybe they don't have one right now, but they want to add it to their resume. Or a beginner's guide to grant writing uh, program where that may be a direction they think their career future might be. So um, all the other areas, and especially consumer and family science, people may have questions about Foods and nutrition, we get a lot of those questions, especially food preservation this time of Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And there are classes going on uh, right now in our county. 
um, family resource management, and that's especially Barb's specialty. And um, there are a lot of publications we're trying to get out to people and information, news releases, uh, radio announcements, and also human development. And there is a very human side to this economy uh, stress and uh, making sure that people recognize where stress is and how to communicate and conflict uh, uh, recognition and resolution. So I think we're really the best kept secret in the county and and, – I think it's a good investment. I might want to add to what Glenda said, but um, we also could get a range of questions from, um, I have a aging parent, what kind of resources are out there for me? Um, dealing with conflict and stress within the home, um, we have publications on that. Um, how do I manage my time better? Um, I get a lot of, um, I have a fabric stain in, you know, uh, last week I got a phone call. Somebody um, had – they didn't know the water was turned off and they washed clothes and it was muddy mm-hmm. whites. Um, what do I do? How do I get rid of the, those stains? Um, I get mold and mildew questions. Um, we get questions dealing with parenting and discipline, communication, child safety, uh, just a whole range of mm-hmm. uh, avenues dealing with families and residents. That's a big umbrella. Yeah, it is. That's why this kind of a, a format, you just don't know really what to, <laughs> where to begin. want to talk about. It. Even uh, grandparents raising grandchildren, there are resources and questions that we give mm-hmm. uh, for that topic. Uh, Let's talk about the process. So you get these calls and you, know, you never know what you're going to get, it sounds like. And right. so you, you get a question maybe you not, might not know a whole lot about or you have to go look something mm-hmm. up. So what's your process of taking a question and then turning it into an answer? You want to start, Glenda? Okay. My process is if I'm lucky enough to be sitting in front of the computer at that very moment with it up on the Internet up, I'm going to look first for uh, the extension answer to that. And uh, there is this actual special website for financial things that across the nation extension, e-extension, has put together the quick quick publications and answers for those kind of questions. Uh, If it's a food preservation one, there's a website that I'll go to from the University of Georgia that has been charged through the USDA to give the research-based information, and we get a lot of that. People are still doing uh, crazy things like uh, trying to can uh, green beans in a water bath canner, or they think they'll seal the jars by turning them upside down. you know, it's kind of scary uh, sometimes, and then people will call and say, well, my freezer, I bought a freezer at a garage sale, and it smells really bad, and I say, well, it probably was in the garage sale because meat spoiled in it, and then we talk about what to do about that and what you may not be able to do. So probably the Internet has has changed the way we do our work because uh, it's you know, quick, it's paperless, and it's um, easy to access. Another way we are involved in, um, we have extension educators um, throughout all four of our area program areas that also may have an expertise or specialty. Um, And so if it involves more than a publication, um, we, we do try to answer only questions with an extension-related publication. So if it's research-based, that's what we provide because you can find a lot of information on the Internet that may not be research-based. But I may call uh, somebody who's more skilled in the food and nutrition area to answer a specific question that I am having trouble answering or Glenda might ask one of the the uh, educators in her area or district that might have more training in family and resource management. Mm-hmm. And so we use each other that way if, if we we may consult a specialist at Purdue University as well to get a specific answer that might be more detailed. Well, Barbara, I'm curious, how did you answer the laundry question? How did I an- answer the laundry? Well, again, I used the university extension website and I um, we were recently last year involved in um, the flood and a lot of residents so I I knew I could answer that question as close as I could um, if you for those that had floods they have a more severe laundry problems mm-hmm. um, so I looked at that and 
kind of worked them through the lowest level of getting rid of that because they don't, you know, they don't have to go to the same level that the flood residents sure. to get rid of um, the the mud. So she hasn't called me back, and we do try to. I try to ask the clients that call in to, you know, tell me. Call me back if how it works, and we do get some of those phone calls to say thank you, mm-hmm. uh, or they email us back. We've even gotten flowers before. Oh. <laughs> not, not that that's at all necessary, but yeah, that's nice. Though <laughs> we have a phone caller on the line. Uh, Valerie has a question. Valerie, um, yeah, I actually recently called the extension office, and this was not uh, particularly a family science question, but I really didn't know who else to call, and I. I'll tell you what the question was here in a minute, but you were able to refer me to another agency that immediately referred me to another person who answered my question. This involved a very suspicious-looking spider that I found that I suspected was a black widow, and uh, I didn't think there were any entomologists at, at IU anymore, so I called your office, and you gave me the uh, wildlife nuisance line at Purdue, and I called them, and they immediately gave me the number of the spider expert in the entomology department at Purdue, who did, in fact, confirm that it was a black widow. But, you know, I was really happy that, well, I guess I made the right choice by calling your office, but, uh, you know, it was a question out of your immediate realm, but I was referred to the right people um, by your office immediately so i just wanted to thank you and let people know that you know apparently if you don't know the answer you do know who to refer people to yeah there is a big network and and our agriculture and natural resource educator uh in both of our counties uh i know barb has seen little containers of suspicious things that somebody's brought in or or a leaf or something um, they do a wonderful work, and their field is really broad, too, just like ours is. And we we really are a good place to start, sort of a clearinghouse to figure out where to go from here because we can. And, um, and there are, you know, a lot of other resources that we have, not just cooperative extension. So we're networking with uh, local agencies and community organizations. So um, we're part of a lot of things. Well, thanks, Valerie, for your question. Thank you. Thanks. You too can call in. It's 812-855-0811 or call 1-877-285-WFIU. We had an email that came in um, referencing your um, uh, mention of uh, financial topics, and they'd like to know how they can go about getting those uh, publications regarding financial topics. Is there a website that you can refer them to, or do they need to call your office, or or how do, how does a consumer access those publications? Actually, there's one of two ways. Um, you could go on if you have access to a computer um, and do www. WCES or www.ces.purdue.edu slash forward slash extension media slash CFS forward slash. Um, there are several online publications, um, particularly, um, I, I will also further explain some of the ones that we have dealing with the financial. Um, but you can go to several categories and get online uh, pubs that are available that you can pull off your own self. In credit management, family resource management, financial management, food preservation and storage, food safety, foods and nutrition, health and safety, and human development. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of publications within each of those topics. Um, you can also call your local extension office and, and either call or come in. Um, we have those publications and access to publications. Some of us have will have some that are in our files that we can just pull out and give to the person. If you're mm-hmm. coming in to get quite a few of publications, um, we may ask you to tell us what you want and we'll try to pull it together because we may not have qu- uh, um a copy of every a hard copy of mm-hmm, everything, mm-hmm. but we will give you all the publications you want in any of our program areas. Um, we try. I, I know at least in my county, and I'm sure that we uh, in other counties it's the same way. We try to um, not 
send the publications as much because of our, our budget. So sure. I try to be a good taxpayer that way. So we have a like a drop-off system at our office that we have a mailbox outside. So if somebody wants something, we leave it there and they can come and get it after mm-hmm. hours. So mm-hmm. it makes it real convenient so that they can get their own handouts that way. Which begs the question, what is the charge for your services? Um, most of our tr- services are free or minimal costs for the publications. Uh, Some of the publications might be a little bit more expensive, but in general, um, I know several of these, uh, the online publications, I'm sure we don't, you know, unless we have to pay a lot of money for it, it, it's a free publication unless we have to pay for it, and then we just charge that publication cost. Okay, great. We charge for classes, too. I I wanted to mention, just like the food preservation uh, the ones that are going on are $10 a person. I limit them to six people because of the size of the kitchen. But for that, you get to take home a jar of the products. So that's pretty exciting. Bonus. Yeah. What are you working on? Um, the next class coming up is going to be uh, August 20th. And we're going to do it from 530 to 830, pressure canning basics. And we'll be doing some green beans. Then on the 25th, we're going to do in the afternoon jams and jellies. And then... The 27th um, in the afternoon, we're going to preserve with artificial sweeteners. Hmm. So, and I, I might want to add to Glenda uh, making comments about what programs she's providing. Every county office may be a little bit different as to what programs they offer. It depends on the, the needs in that particular county. Mm-hmm. And the facility. And I am blessed with a beautiful teaching kitchen. So... Um, and it's uh, accessible in terms of getting into the building anyway, but it is regular, like a kitchen in a home. And I have all the equipment that I need to teach just about anything, whether it's uh, – we want to talk about dining with diabetes classes, which we do charge for those too. But there's a series of four, and uh, you come with uh, your caregiver or or just if you want to know healthy healthy eating. Mm-hmm. We test recipes, we taste them, and they watch demonstrations. And we partner with a local hospital. In my case, uh, it's uh, Benita Strunk, who uh, is uh, at BRMC in Bedford. So um, that's pretty exciting. Well, I, oh. I hate to cut you off. We have a phone caller who's been waiting patiently on the line. Uh, Rebecca uh, has a question. Rebecca, are you there? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have a question? Um, well, it's, it's not really a question, more that um, I just want to thank the extension offices in each county for the years of assistance they've given me. Um, my mother's passed away, and I don't often have someone I can um, ask or, you know, when I have cooking questions, and I can always call my extension office, and they can help direct me with answers about canning or measurements and, um, you know, just with the lack of home economic courses anymore in the school systems, I see that 4-H and extension office is even more valuable than it ever was. What a great point. Thank you. Yeah, you do. You need somebody on the other end of the phone who can answer those questions that just come up during everyday life. Exactly. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for your call. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Can I go back to that the extension publications we have in in sure. dealing with the financial situation? Um, each one of these topics have several publications. Um, we have a managing your credit series, when your income drops series, talking to your family, um, and within any of those, like the managing your credit, choosing the best credit card, the best interest rate. Um, how many credit cards do you need, how, how, how to get rid of credit card debt, checking your credit card report. When, the, uh, for the, when your income drops, grocery shopping on a budget, money traps, take control, take stock of your family resources, meeting insurance needs, um, talking with your family, helping children cope with stress, helping friends in trouble, talking with children with, when the t- uh, talking gets tough. Um, recently, there is a multimedia um, site, too, on our extension CFS site that's it's called Savings Dollar When You Don't Have a Dime to Spare, and it's a narrated mm-hmm. slideshow that is really good. And also, I, I found out, too, that there's a What's Up in Finance that's linked to our CFS site, 
that's a reality TV show um, that is uh, pulled together with the extension uh, e-extension resources. Um, we also on that CFS website have lots of other websites to link you to dealing with financial security, money talks, a website for teens, power pay, a Purdue cash course, and then we um, we also have links to Americans America Saves and online tools for later life financial planning. So there, if you visit that website, there surely is something you can find to, to get your answers. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're kind of reaching the bottom of the hour. I wonder if during the second half of the show we should maybe talk a little bit about specific things you can do during this economy um, to save money. And let's invite our listeners to call up. And give us their ideas, things that they're implementing uh, in their lives that are saving them money or, um, you know, effort, whatever's working well for them, and, and do maybe kind of a shared best practices second half. Yeah, I'm gl- Barb, I'm glad you brought up these uh, financial issues because we'll uh, definitely want to talk about how your calls have changed and the questions have changed since the economy has gone south. But uh, we'll be back after, uh, after a quick break here on, uh, on Noon Edition. Listening to Noon Edition on member-supported WFIU. Production support comes from Closets 2, Smithville Telephone Information at smithville.net, and from Mother Bear's Pizza at motherbearspizza.com. You can take WFIU programs with you by downloading our podcasts. Podcasting is a convenient and easy way to download audio files directly to your computer, iPod, or portable player. You can download podcasts of full-length programs like Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, or short features like Kinsey Confidential, the Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz, as well as movie, play, and opera reviews. Find out more by going to our website, WFIU.org. And have you heard WFIU's news features? On Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, the WFIU news team brings you expanded and in-depth reports on topics affecting south-central Indiana. Listen at 8.33 a.m. and 5.45 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to catch that day's feature. If you miss one, that's okay. They're archived on our website, WFIU.org, and the best features from each week can be heard Saturday mornings at 7.45. Welcome back to Noon Edition. Today we're discussing ways to cut expenses and live more frugally as the first of our three-part series on surviving a bad economy. On the program today are Purdue Extension educators Barbara Bowman and Glenda DeFord. Please call up and uh, tell us if you have some tips on uh, saving some money, uh, different things along those lines. The numbers are 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-WFIU. Well, you guys both said you get a lot of calls. Uh, have you seen the nature of the calls change since the economy started going south? Well, I've been getting a lot of phone calls, and I think maybe it's maybe how we're listed in the phone book. I don't know that, but we're getting quite a few that they um, need to be connected with public assistance. And Mm. where do I go? What kind of resources do I have? Um, I'm having trouble paying my bills. Where do we go? Mm -hmm. So one, I'm getting calls to help link them to community resources. Um, I will tell them about Work One, South Central C- Community Action Program um, that works with your um, weatherization and, and energy assistance. Um, they may ask what food pantries do we have um, and where we tell them where food banks and soup ki- kitchens are. Um, they may need to know how to get a hold of public assistance, so we refer that as well. Um, so those are some of the calls I'm getting more. How about you, Glenda? Uh, I was just thinking about the people that have walked in the office and just sort of, I know I'm going to get laid off, and I, you know what? Now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I I need to think about the unemployment. And uh, I said, well, have you gone there to check on it? And they said, I don't know where it is. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns out, understanding that. That office is now called Work One, and it happened to be right next door. I mean, people are just starting just at square got, one. Yeah, yeah, starting at square one. This is a population that's never 
probably been unemployed before. They've had long-term employment, and it's just it's shocking. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and it takes some takes some time to gather gather your sense about it and and get control of what needs to happen next. Right, because I think that's a time when you feel really out of control. And so if you, even if you don't anticipate that coming down the the pike, but especially if you do, probably a good way to, to prepare for that is to get in, in control of your finances ahead of time. And a la our show today, so we can talk a little bit about specific ways you can do that. And, and not only the finances that... Uh, are, which of course are your resources, but your personal resources. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you taking care of yourself? How are you talking to your family? Um, what strengths and abilities and skills do you have that might help you during this time? Mm-hmm. What ability do you have to say store food up? Uh, and do, you know what kind of capability and facility do you have for anything like that? Mm-hmm. What services can you uh, trade? Um, can you know? Are there co-ops? Um, all kinds of things like that. And I recently saw an ad where a personal trainer was willing to swap uh, training time for a reasonable, you know, a car. I mean, people are actually thinking, "How can I get what I need?" And it doesn't involve money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. You also have to help people with their emotions a bit. If they come to you and say, uh, I'm going to get laid off and they're upset about it, they see sort of a dark cloud coming over them. You also have to help them with practical advice, but do you have to help them you know, well, sort of sort things out? We, we do a very educational level service in the community. And so um, basic information and basic tips, and then we're always ready to uh, give them some other resources that may go a little deeper and and help them with specific, um, more specific things. But generally, we know about what community resources are out there, and uh, we're networked in in a variety of committees and other communication by email. So um, I think we're a good place to start, um, as well as work one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, your service has been around as long as I can remember, but how? when did this – um, do you know when the Purdue Extension Outreach Program started? Okay, now my age is coming into play here, but early 90s, and I, I, I never thought you would ask a question like this or somebody would, but I know we celebrated 75 mm-hmm. years yeah. like in the early 90s, and mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you That exactly, makes sense so. because I think as a, as a Hoosier, a lifelong Hoosier, I've always known about the Purdue Extension Service, and I think that a lot of people, especially in uh, slightly more rural communities probably, um, you know, just know you as a resource. So it, it makes sense that they would come to you at a time um, when they need some answers to some difficult so questions. it might have been maybe like early 1950s. 14 or something. Mm-hmm. Or These yeah. are probably things we should be able to recite. <laughs> what we do is we look them up. If, <laughs> uh, one thing I think we should clarify is why is it Purdue University? Okay. And uh, that that might be big, big uh, uh, shock maybe to some, but it is Purdue University Cooperative Extension because Purdue is the land-grant university. And so it's Purdue Extension uh, here. And um, that kind of uh, explains that, I think. Okay. Well, today we're talking about ways to save money and, and, and do well in a bad economy. And we've all heard suggestions on how to save money, you know, cancel the cable, cancel the newspaper. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> cut, back on a, cut back on things that are not essential. And these are pretty obvious. Everyone sort of has heard these over the past six months or so. But what are some of the ways that haven't gotten a lot of press that are uh, unconventional that, that you tell people? Um, I t- tell people ways to save money at the supermarket. Uh, we can spend a lot of our dollars um, on our groceries. So it's real important to have a grocery list and stick to it When if we don't. I, and I have a tendency myself to um, do impulse buying, um, uh, and we spend too much mm-hmm. if we don't stick to our plan and try to have a plan of menus uh, to last a week because you don't want to take second trips to the grocery store. You can spend more dollars on your um, grocery bill by taking those second trips. Um, Look for shop store specials. Um, 
avoid wasting our food. We can lose a lot of money when we toss food because it's spoiled and we either bought too much of it or uh, it was a perishable and it went too quick. So you have to plan how you're going to use that. So your perishables, try to use them soon after you get them. Um, avoid shopping when you're hungry. Um, that is really <laughs> that is uh, huge, yeah. important. Everything looks good on an empty stomach. So you can help your impulse buys plus also calories in your diet. Um, another way is um, if you brown bag your lunch for three out of the five days um, with your leftovers for your evening meal, you're not throwing out that leftover, um, but you're also saving anywhere from fifteen to twenty dollars a week. That really uh, adds just up by fast. Yeah. not buying fast food. Uh, look for coupons. Um, there's a lot of stores that have double or triple coupon days. Um, but buy foods that you normally eat. Um, I would suggest that because a lot of times when you have coupons and it's something you don't eat, you may find that you may toss that too. Um, check expiration days, uh, dates of foods. Um, you know, if it's too close, if it's on sale, you need to plan to use it quickly. Um, uh, don't buy foods that are past its prime. Compare unit prices um, to compare brands and look at convenience food buying. Um, sometimes we want to save our time and money, but also convenience foods usually shop or cost more. Um, um, hold on just mm-hmm. a second. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Now, do you recommend um, that people try to cook more from scratch as opposed to buying prepared foods? Do you find that there's a cost savings in that? There is a cost savings. There is a cost savings. However, because of what one caller even said earlier, we are not teaching those skills as much as we did years ago. Mm -hmm. So learning how to cook with basic ingredients is a big issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, the food pantry people I know would probably uh, echo that because that's, you know, a lot of what they have are basic supplies, although there are some prepared things too. But you can stretch your food dollars so much further if you have the skill to know how to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, of course, we're biased that way. I mean, we think that it's important that people know how to cook and not just how to open the box or open the can or jar. Okay, go ahead, Barbara. I'm sorry um, I interrupted you there. But. I think this is a very interesting concept, too. When you're shopping in the grocery store, go around the perimeters of the store and buy buy your foods there first. A lot of times when we go into the center aisles, they're more the packaged convenience foods. So you want to get your important foods such as the produce, the meats, the dairies, breads first um, and then save those inner aisles uh, because they'll cost more. Um, Stock up on staple foods just like Linda said, um, especially when they're on sale. Um, Buying a boatload of bananas uh, that are perishable isn't a very good long-term investment if you don't plan on making banana, banana bread. bread. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, or as we call it at my house, lead loaf. Right. <laughs> and and then when you're buying on bulk, um, you need to check and see if the price is right. Do the math um, to see if it saves you buying that larger package. Mm-hmm. Um, save on store brands. Um, when you compare a store brand to a name brand, uh, many times there is little difference um, in taste-wise. Some store brands may vary in size, color, or texture, um, but the less perfect-appearing vegetable may be just fine if used in a casserole mm-hmm. or soup. Well, these are well, these are food que- these are food suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, going beyond food, which is an expense that everyone has, of right. course. What are other some other essential costs that people? Must you know utilities? How do people save money on those and and other things they can't really avoid spending money on? Uh, one of the ways on utilities is if you're not using um, a, an equipment, you need to unplug it and turn it off and don't and, and, keep and something running. Unplugging is the huge part of it, isn't it? Because so many of the appliances and the televisions and the cable boxes and all those items that we have now are on all the time, even when we're not using them. So that's kind of, I saw some, oh, I saw read something about this somewhere um, that said, you know, a woman had cut her um, electric bill significantly just by before she leaves the house, she does a tour and unplugs everything. 
Amazing. Correct. Yeah, the, her cost savings were amazing. Well, insulating, you know, making sure you have uh, uh, doors and windows closed at the appropriate times, uh, using fans, whether they're in air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, study your study your bill. Maybe a budget plan is an option for you that would help you um, with the flow of cash during the year. When this time of year, you can keep your drapes closed during the that's day. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. It really does keep the house more cool. And in the winter time, you know, open it up. Or if you don't have, if you have drafty windows, you still may want to have your curtains closed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time you want to stay warmer. You can also ask uh, your electrical or gas utility for an energy audit to uh, check to see if, you know, something could be improved there. So Interesting. Sure. Let's go ahead and get some more callers on the line. We've had uh, two so far this show. Don't uh, hesitate to call in. It's 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-WFIU. That's our toll-free number since we're about saving money here. And I've had a couple more emails that have come in, Daniel. Let's go to those. Um, Here's one. It says, do you have any programs on making a home budget? What are the first steps to building a budget? Um, One of the programs that uh, counties are offering is where does your money go? It is a financial program um, which involves individuals and hands-on activities to help them understand how Current money management practices affect their financial security. Uh, they learn to how money management practices can lead to financial control. And then part of the program, and it's usually about two-and-a-half-hour program, mm-hmm. that they learn about tracking expenses, identifying spending leaks, looking at your needs and wants, um, establishing written financial goals and de- and developing a spending savings plan. And so that's really important. Now, you had two questions, kind of. You wanted to know um, what is a spending plan uh, or how you develop. Uh, yeah, what are the first de- steps that one would take? Well, one of the things I'd like to think of a budget as more of a spending plan. It's like a road map that shows you how you'll get to your financial go- goal. Without that, your money's going to find many other places where it's going to go besides your bank account where mm-hmm. you need it to be. Um, when I first talked about identifying spending leads, we really need to look at, um, you know, where we're spending extra dollars that maybe if we didn't uh, spend that. For example, um, maybe you'd like to buy a car, take a vacation on accumulate some savings. Um Look at where you have some spending leaks that you can uh, easily make some changes without um, changing your personal satisfaction. Um, You could reduce the number of soft drinks you drink. You could reduce the candy bars, um, the uh, cafe lattes, um, which are also so good. But, you know, if you, for example, if you save a soft, if you cut down on your soft drink from going two per day to one per day, you can save roughly about $4 per week. Um, when you look at a year, that's $195. So if you can think of those little kind of spending habits that you can cut back a little bit, you might be able to save um, if you want a savings um, account or you might be able to buy that TV or that some other mm-hmm. item that you've been saving for. You need to look at your income um, to see how it matches up and balances with your expenses. So a part of a spending plan, um, if you have to cut back due to losing a job or um, layoffs or anything like that, you'll, you're, you're going to have less income. So then you really need to look at your expenses to see how to reduce that to where um, it balances out mm-hmm. with what you uh, available money you have. Do you find that it's tough to convince people to take these steps uh, if it's not a necessity, if they're not facing a job loss? Um, you know, usually people don't go about cutting back expenses unless they have to. Um, do you find it tough to convince people to do this stuff? I, it's not one of our more popular classes. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. Um, well, and because it takes – you need to do it every day almost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, to really know where you're having spending leaks. You know, you really need to – too many times we use cash um, and younger people even just use their debit card and they don't 
really know where their money is going. So it's really good to track your spending. And that that would be doing it every day, you know, having some kind of mm-hmm. envelope system where you would keep your receipts or make a note that you paid this much because you could really see by identifying where your, your money goes that way um, and keeping track of your expenses, you could see where your spending leaks are better. But anything like that that we have to do daily mm-hmm. kind of is not fun to do because you're changing your behavior. Mm-hmm. And it takes practice and it takes continually working at it. Well, you could probably just do it for a couple of weeks and, and get a really good picture of, of what the situation is and know what you need to change. It's If you do a full month on tra- tracking your expenses each week and having your family members also do mm-hmm. their tracking, mm-hmm. you could have a real good idea of where you're spending leaks and what changes you need to make. And I think that brings up the most important part of all of when there are many sh- changes uh, resource changes is the communication in the family, hmm. that it, it's all through the family that, um, you know, it, it affects everybody. It's it, it needs to have some discussion on some level. So an acknowledgement that things are different. And uh, one of the classes that I teach, um, I mean, we have two basic ones that we're going to talk about making your money work. Um, I've had people in the class as couples and we do a, an exercise where I give them some pieces of paper with some priorities uh, that are well necessities, and then you know here's your money now, and then take away part of that money now. Where now where are you going to be able to um, put some of your resources? Mm-hmm. And that you know when you have to choose or argue with a spouse over cigarettes and. And, um, you know, entertainment or whatever, um, it, you know, it's a good discussion. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why uh, some of our courses are recommended, if not required, by entities like um, uh, Habitat for Humanity as a prerequisite, because they need some basic, you know, there's some basic money management skills mm-hmm. that are needed. Mm-hmm. So we do get clientele because, you know, they're trying to fulfill a requirement or they also you know, want to know that they're in that situation. Um, they could also be court mandated into a program like that. So uh, we have a lot of variety of clientele. It could, could come for a lot of reasons. Well, many of the reasons or many of the things you're telling people, I guess, to probably cut out is uh, you mentioned cigarettes or entertainment, things that, the, the you know, they enjoy, such as going to the movies or something that could be pretty expensive. So how do you really convince people to go out doing this? Because that's the fun things in yeah. life. That's the things we can escape through. And so, you've got to have fun. I mean, right, you don't right. want to cut all that out. Uh, you have to be able to enjoy your life and stay emotionally healthy and and uh, enjoy being in the world and being with your family. So there are a lot of ways that movies can be swapped, shared, uh, You know, re- whether you rent them or you have friends that do that. Uh, you know, of course, you know, this, the whole cigarette and uh, alcohol usage, that's a whole other topic. But um, there are ways to work with other people in your family and your community to uh, take advantage of city parks and county mm-hmm. parks and state parks. So Lots of programs lots offered of programs. at all of those levels. People right. are having walks, um, all kinds of things outdoors and, uh, you know, looking for ways to do things in a in a economical way. I have some ideas on on that. I mean, Bloomington, Columbus, uh, Nashville, there's plenty of free entertainment Mm -hmm. music venues that a family can go to. Mm -hmm. Um, Pitch-ins with friends rather than you hosting the Mm -hmm. entire meal. Um, Go back to a lot of yard games. Um, Join a five-buck club with your favorite local theater Eat your dinner before you go to the movie so you're less tempted to buy those expensive snacks. Invite people over for cards. Um, um, For example, in Bloomington, there's a Jazz in July series. Um, There are free uh, entertainment ways that you can save a lot of money and still have fun. Mm-hmm. One of the hidden secrets uh, of Bloomington is that uh, whenever the students leave, uh, there's all their furniture left behind, yeah. and there's quite a bit of dumpster diving That's that goes right. on around here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys recommend people to uh, dive in dumpsters and find? <laughs> I probably I not to dumpster dive as such, but I I have told people about what happens at the end of a school year, mm-hmm. and that you know it's there. 
hopefully it's legal. I'm not sure if it is or not, but uh, don't worry about. Don't worry. That. About that. <laughs> well, anyway, what I say is it's there, and uh, I suppose if the if the renter the person was still there, you could ask about it. But mm-hmm. I know uh, you, there are a lot, many times you can set things out in certain neighborhoods and know that somebody who really needs it is going to end up with it. So. Well, if it's close enough to the curb, it's, it's free. <laughs> well, I, I defer to your yeah. knowledge of uh, Bloomington's rules and regulations. <laughs> <laughs> a little informal on that yeah. in that arena, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, that would not be a research-based answer from Purdue University. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, one of the questions um, I've sort of been thinking about as you guys have been uh, talking is, have you guys ever gotten a question that's really stumped you that you've had to, uh, you know, go through different things and try to find an answer to and you just haven't? Yes. <laughs> uh, here's the question. I am – I want to buy a freezer because I'm getting a side of beef. OK. And how big of a freezer do I need? Well, I hadn't worked through that yet and it took me probably 10 or 15 minutes by the time I figured it out. And could call the and I had to, I had to get some more information, so I had to call the person back again. And it's you know based on a formula of how much uh, you know what the uh, I, boy I tell you I'm intimidated by these ag people. Sometimes they uh, their knowledge is so vast and so technical, but I'll attempt to say the weight that it starts out with when mm-hmm. it's slaughtered and uh, what the percentage of that you're going to end up with. And how that equals into pounds? Mm-hmm. Does that sound? Yeah, calculated loss. Sense? Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a formula to that, mm-hmm. and I had not ever had that question before, so I had to figure that out, and so it was kind of fun, and uh, the person felt good about it, and then we talked about, well, yeah, but does that mean, you know, you get a bunch of hamburger packages that that many pounds, and how much space would that take while allowing for a big roast? And so we discussed it, and they made their decision. And and I felt like I really helped, uh, you know, solve that issue and give them some guidance so they, they could decide on their own how much extra they wanted to feel comfortable with and not spend too much, not have too large or too small of a freezer. So that sounds yeah. like something you see on the, on the SAT or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice what, math problem. You know, your mention of a side of beef brings another question to mind. Um, we're about to have an embarrassment of riches here in southern Indiana as far as produce goes. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere you turn, people's gardens are going to be producing and in the case of zucchini, overproducing. Um, what do you recommend as far as purchasing um, vegetables uh, at at farm farmers markets or fruit stands yeah. or, or we well, you know, farmers have stands. a whole series of how to go to the farmers market and purchase produce. Really? Yes. And what do you and, cover in that series? Well, like maybe the maybe uh, one one topic that one set of publications covers is that each month there's a a vegetable or a fruit or two featured, featured yeah. and how to look for, you know, what's the best, uh, what should it look like when it's ripe and possible uses and that. And then I have given our farmer's market um, person that was a master gardener, and they're there every uh, Saturday at the courthouse, and they have um, a copy of the publications, like all the food preservation mm-hmm. publications that are online. They have a list. They don't have all the mm-hmm. pubs. And then they also have that, um, the special of the month kind of thing. And then there's a series on, you know, really educating yourself and how are you going to use it, uh, how do, can you store it, and uh, what amount would you need to do whatever you're trying to do. So, you know, how many pounds of tomatoes does it make if you want to make ketchup, for example. So just – that kind of thing. So, and the zucchini, the zucchini is always too big, in my opinion. And <laughs> That's like they're better small. If aren't you're going to send some zucchini to the Lawrence County Courthouse for me to use, or the Lawrence County Extension Office, make sure it's small. That's I'll my bias. That no, Not the heart. big honking watermelon size. <laughs> 
Hey, we had one email that we hadn't gotten to. Can we go ahead and Sure. We've only got a few minutes left, but we can squeeze it in. All right. um, This one um, wanted to get more information about finding a grant writing workshop. Um, Those are twice a year, and the next one's coming up in October. And they can contact – I don't know that we said, but uh, I'm in the Lawrence County Extension Office, 812-275-4623. Uh, Barb also uh, I, uh, has that information. You can call the Brown County Extension, any extension office, and get the information. They are hosted at different sites um, at each spring and fall. And you will writing. have homework. They uh, meet a month apart, two sets, two two parts of one series. So you have homework. Oh, that's great, though. What a great skill to be able to come away with. Um, Here's one. Now, there should be research-based data on this. (laughs) The question is, how about home beer brewing for helping the family budget? Doesn't it take more time than it's worth? Can't answer that. No. But we do have a lot of of publications about um, uh, wine production Mm -hmm. and um, uh, the horticulture part to that, too. But, um, you know— that may be out there. It would be one of those questions. If it came in, we'd have to say, let me get back to you. We'll do some research mm-hmm. and see if we can find an answer for you. Or we'll refer it to a or specialist. We, that's at right. Purdue. We may refer it to someone on campus. Okay. I bet there are guys at Purdue who know a lot about <laughs> home beer brewing. I'm just going to guess. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't know anything about that's it. That's a great it's science. <laughs> It's a great note to end on, beer brewing. <laughs> We're out of time. Uh, thank you uh, for stopping by, Glenda and Barbara. Okay. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Next Thanks. week, uh, we'll talk about the psychological impact of job loss. And wrapping up the series, uh, we'll address how to market yourself when job prospects aren't high. For Mary Catherine Carmichael, producer Ariana Prothero, engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Daniel Robinson. Thank you for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Closets 2, providing organized and expanded closet and storage space for home, office, and garage using a variety of systems with no major renovations. Closets 2, owned and operated in Bloomington, 332-2233. Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Mother Bear's Pizza of Bloomington, open daily and offering pizzas, pasta dinners, and wings with daily specials. Menu available online at motherbearspizza.com, 332-4495 for delivery.